AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It's Friday, July 22nd. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is Reopening America. President Biden has tested positive for COVID-19, despite being vaccinated and double boosted, and he's experiencing mild symptoms. The current wave of infections we are seeing are mostly due to the BA5 Omicron subvariant, and it could be what the COVID normal looks like. Catherine Wu, staff writer at The Atlantic, joins us for how the endless churn of variants will keep infecting people even if you're vaccinated or had prior infection. Thanks for joining us, Catherine. Thank you for having me. Well, let's talk about what's going on with the latest BA5 Omicron subvariant wave that we're going through. Unfortunately, it kind of seems like this is what that COVID normal is going to be looking like. We're going to have all these different variants churning out and uh, people are going to keep getting infected. Thankfully, it seems like it's not as bad lately. Some of the hospitalizations and death numbers, they're ticking up, at least on the hospitalizations. But uh, that's just because so many more people are getting infected. But We're looking to see what the future of this looks like, and we know that we're going to be dealing with COVID for a long time for, it seems like, this never-ending thing that we're going through. But as more people keep getting infected, we're going to keep seeing more and more variants. Right. And I think that is the grimness of it, not knowing when exactly this sort of variant churn is going to end, you know, sort of reflecting back on the past really eight months or so, ever since the first version of Omicron came around, which we now refer to as BA1, it really has been this nonstop slingshotting of variant after variant in this whole family, BA1, BA2, BA2. BA4, BA5, and there may be something else on the way. You know, the speed at which these variants are sort of taking over, it's so fast that you sort of look at the case curve, which you know is this massive undercount. All of these waves that might have been separate a couple of years ago are just blurring into this continuous flatness. And, you know, if this is our foreseeable future, you're absolutely right. You know, hospitalization rates are down, death rates are down, and there's no denying that that is better than we were before. But I wouldn't call this good. I wouldn't call this sustainable. And I'd be pretty worried if this is what we're going to be seeing for years on end. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a numbers game, right? With the hospitalization specifically. I mean, more people are just getting infected. So there's going to end up being more serious illnesses here and there. But, you know, when we're looking at this, too, and how things are, are evolving and mutating with the virus, I mean, it's primed to keep evolving 
to evade immunity. And this is the problem that we're having. That's why we're seeing so many reinfections right now. People getting infected for the first time. It's catching up to everyone. You know, it seems like and anecdotally, at least uh, on my end, too, it's just catching up to everyone. And that's kind of the thing. And, and as you mentioned, this is what it seems like we're going to be in for the next term. And I think that's really important to keep in mind. You know, there's this kind of vicious cycle when it comes to viruses and evolution. You know, infections beget more variants. And then, of course, if variants are sort of doing their job right, they're going to beget more infections because the most successful next variant is the one that can reinfect people that might have been infected before. It just goes on and on and on. And, you know, again, acknowledging that it is important to be thankful that hospitalization and disease rates are down, it's a reason that we still need to care about every infection that happens because that's all it takes. If a virus gets inside someone and copies itself, it has the opportunity to turn into something that could escape our defenses again. And of course, there's long COVID. Every sickness can really, you know, take someone out of work or school. This is not a good place to be because transmission is this kind of unmitigated disaster at this point. We are going to keep seeing variants and there is really no sign of the virus hitting a ceiling anytime soon in terms of just how much it can change and, you know, circumvent what we're lobbing its way again. Yeah. And that's the big frustration point, right? As we have these vaccines right now that do help with severe illness and hospitalizations and death, it really does help on that front. It, you know, we've, we mm-hmm. found out already, it doesn't really help that much with transmission. People are continuing to get infected. And, and that's the big frustration, right? People want to go back to normal, but, <laughs> you know, this thing just keeps spreading at such a fast pace. And we're going to see a new set of COVID vaccines come on board for the fall. People are looking maybe in the October range, that, and these will be more Omicron-focused. But again, back to the whole point of how fast these things are evolving, who knows if the Omicron subvariant is going to be the main one at the time. We could have moved on by then. Right. And I think that is absolutely a concern, though I don't think that totally invalidates the update. Probability-wise, that updated vaccine will probably still bring us closer to where the virus is evolutionarily than we are now. It's still this game of catch-up. So even if we're no longer in BA5's universe, maybe it'll be BA6 by then, and it will hopefully still be closer than we were with this variant that started the pandemic back in 2019, which is what we're kind of relying on now. But, you know, to, to speak to your point earlier... It's true. You know, and I will say that vaccination still does lower a person's risk of getting infected and does lower the risk of transmission. But you're absolutely right. It is absolutely not obliterating it. And the rates at which those outcomes are decreasing is not massive. Vaccination is not enough on its own to keep all of this in check, which means we have to keep turning to those other measures that people seem so reluctant about. Absolutely, things like ventilation would help. But That's not widespread enough. We do need masking. We do need people to be conscious of where they are, who they're gathering with, how tightly they're gathering. And we do need people to keep testing and reporting those results. But very little of any of that is happening anymore. Yeah, and you know, we've talked about it for a long time, right? That COVID fatigue, people are just over it. So yeah, people are testing at home, they're getting sick, they're staying home, but they're not reporting it. So we miss that in, you know, official numbers. And, you know, uh, to the point that you made about masking and other stuff, just anecdotally, I'm starting to see more people do it. Uh, one of my coworkers, we have a little setup of masks at work. Uh, he came by and said, I'm, I'm just grabbing a mask just to be safe today. You know, so even some of that, those behavioral changes that we're forced to do early on, people, you know, they went by the wayside because people didn't want to do them so much anymore. But I'm starting to see a little uptick in people going back to that. So hopefully, you know, kind of people get the message with it. And, you know, we the transmission thing is the thing we really need to get a handle on. But unfortunately, as more people get infected, these mutations are going to be happening. This could be 
that new normal for a while, unfortunately. Catherine Wu, staff writer at The Atlantic, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.